0: up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com
1: tech is way too important for females to be excluded from when they're still girls and younger women and digital technology is not a luxury but a necessity and a right that all girls should have but then how do we get girls into stem and into tech in africa from when they're still very young In 2020, we had only 19% of women using the internet in Africa and the COVID-19 pandemic has shown that access to technology is not a luxury anymore. It is a necessity. In fact, it is a right, especially for girls. There is a gender digital divide globally, and girls are disadvantaged when it comes to digital adoption. Girls have lower levels of access to and use of digital technology than boys. And often they are not benefiting from digital technologies as boys are. What is this digital gender gap divide all about? Without a huge investment in science, technology, engineering, and maths (STEM) education, Africa will not achieve the goals the Africa Union has laid out in her 2063 agenda. And given the complexity facing the developing world, economic growth and improvement in the standard of living we will continue to rely on innovations and tech breakthroughs. Now, these innovations and breakthroughs can only happen for Africa if there's an active participation in STEM at all levels of education, especially for girls. And despite the fact that women comprise half the population, women are grossly underrepresented in STEM careers. In sub-Saharan Africa, for example, uh, between just 18 to 31 percent of science researchers are women compared to 49% in Southeast Europe and in the Caribbean, 44% in Central Asia, and Latin America, and 37% in the Arab states. Discussing with me today on how to get more girls into STEM in Africa is the Managing Director, Tech Quest STEM Academy, Itoro Emembolu, the co-founder of PiggyVest, Odwanyo Eweni, The founder, Women's Technology Empowerment Center, Oreo Lualesi, and an independent educational consultant, Karen Wallstra. They'll be sharing your thoughts on how we can get more girls into STEM in Africa. We're starting with Itoro. Good morning. How are you today?
0: I'm fine, thank you.
1: Beautiful. With the work that you've done in the area of STEM education, how would you describe the digital gender gap divide that we have on the continent, using maybe Nigeria as an example, based on the work that you've done?
0: okay thank you very much tony with the gender divide in nigeria and i i don't think it's just only in nigeria and even in africa i think on a whole we have more of the male counterparts that are into a lot of the stem courses we have less of the females and particularly young girls even from a young age they don't feel encouraged enough to join some of these courses, there's that stereotype that a lot of STEM courses and STEM starts for science, technology, engineering and mathematics are mostly done by males or males are even better at it than females. So even from an early age having that stereotype and unconscious bias that they might not be good at it already discourages young girls and females to be part of it so you rather see them going for courses where they feel more confident about it so over time you gradually see what they call like the leaky pipeline where along the lines you get more females dropping out of science or stem related programs so at the end of it you have like a funnel where you have very few females that are into a lot of these jobs. And there are so many STEM-related jobs and gaps that are there. And the males are even there are not enough to fill it. So we need more females to be part of these gaps that are there and contribute more. Mm,
1: thank you very much. We go to oduayo Odwanyo, This digital gender gap divide, do you think it's real? And what impact do you think this divide has on the economic and social inequalities when we look at the males and the females in the society?
2: Well, first, I don't think that there's any doubt that the digital gender gap is real. There's facts, there's data, there's anecdotes, and just like men looking around, you can always see, and it's always plenty obvious, that women are getting the shorter end of the stick when it comes to advantages in technology. Um, Now, we're not where we used to be. Lots and lots of progress has been made, but there's still such a way to go just because every time there's a socioeconomic event, women are set back. Now, that means that by the by, across board, even socioeconomic, all of the inequalities digitally, the gap keeps widening, right? For every time that the woman is disadvantaged, it has a ripple effect. And that's why you have that very cliche but very real saying that when you educate a woman you're educating the community so it's the same thing when you exclude a woman you end up excluding more than just that woman because women go on to have outsized impact on people around them so from my own perspective as a person that works in technology i can tell you that inroads are made into funding women projects funding female entrepreneurs getting more women into stem but we're not where we need to be because we still have less than five percent of venture capital going to female entrepreneurs and that means that we have lower participation of women across like the levels in technology that will layer on and you know ripple into other areas of stem and it ripples across generations because lower representation means lower participation because representation matters to generation that's coming ahead of us and what that means that the inequality gap isn't closing as fast as we
1: would like it to. Okay, Orolua, you run a women's technology empowerment center. What real examples have you? Noticed? Have you experienced that helps us better understand the relationship between the digital gender gap and the wide and the widening economic and social inequalities that we have in the society?
3: So thank you very much, Anthony. So yes, I run an organization called the Women's Technology Empowerment Center of UTEC. And so we're working to help close the gender gap in technology. And one of the ways we do this, we do trainings, we do mentorship for women and girls as well. So we're very focused on trying to attract girls to technology to get them aware of the career options in tech. And what Odwairo said is very important. You can't aspire to be what you don't see. So we have a lot of girls who are... I would say influenced away from tech, influenced away from STEM because of all the different stereotypes about how appropriate it is an area for, for girls and for, for women. So we have girls who come to our programs and, you know, they tell us that they don't even consider tech or they don't consider STEM as possible careers because maybe my daddy said that it's not a good career for a woman to have. The hours will be too long. I won't be able to have a family. It will be too difficult and you know, and on and on. So because of that, and those are your, your family are your earliest influencers and so when your family you know don't think you should do something for most girls they won't consider it but then when they come to our programs and then they're actually getting into the hands-on of building things they're creating uh, mobile applications they're creating websites they're learning about how to write programs in python and they're also interacting with women who are working in technology women who are successful women who are rising to the top and, you know, some women have families as well and, you know, very happy ones. They realize that there are possibilities for them that they had never considered because it, it wasn't present, it wasn't visible to them. And so by the end of the programs, so for instance, our camp, we have a residential camp every year. By the end of the camp, we have girls who have now decided that I think I want to explore a career in tech. They may not know which one because the tech space is vast, it's far beyond coding, which is what a lot of us tend to associate technology with. But they are committed to exploring and learning more about technology. So we provide mentoring and other programs, we have after school clubs, so that the girls can continue to engage with technology on a deeper level they can interact with women who are working in these fields and so i mean the numbers are showing we are working mostly with secondary school girls but we have girls who are now in university studying technology courses computer science computer engineering other branches of engineering science some of them have graduated now um at least 86 percent of girls who have attended our program have declared an interest in pursuing a science technology engineering and maths related course so i mean so we're already starting to see that we are starting to see the change we're starting to see the mindset among the girls and also among their families which is very very important
1: thank you and now karen You work with and you've worked with schools, with teachers, and it's usually about enhancing educational technology. So what reasons have you noticed, you know, for the really low number or the digital divide as we've been discussing? What myths do you think you would want to burst or break here uh, with this conversation?
4: So I think I agree with Auriela where you're talking about the family influence. Family plays such an important role when the children are at school Um, and so does the cultural uh, idea. So if girls are not perceived to be able to study the subjects, then they generally won't. The role of the teacher then becomes really important because he or she can actually inspire those children and show them value into that space. So, if the teachers themselves are using technology and showing the children the range of types of technologies that are available and that Technology is not just coding, but technology is a range of different things and exposing the children to the kinds of different careers. So for example, school career days become really important in terms of how do we get children to realize that there's so many different opportunities out there and that it's not just traditional opportunities. And then children who are interested in technology, but perhaps have been told they've got to become doctors or lawyers because the family perceives that showing them how there's technology in those spaces and how they can still meet those needs and saying that it's everybody's choice to do it it's not just thing for the boys to do but it's how as girls you can do it as well and then going into the discussion with the young girls at school in terms of how you actually can broach the subject with your parents or your uncles, how you can actually have those discussions because they're difficult to have. And some of the schools we've seen have even started having those discussions with families to say, your child is really interested in these spaces, how can we support you? And then again, going into the stereotype of you can't have a family, you can't have children, you'll be working too hard, you can't look after your children all those kinds of things. Addressing those kinds of societal stereotypes is also important. And I think the younger we do that, the better. And I think as adults, the role models we become, that's really influences it. In schools, if you think about the influence teachers have within the community, it can make a huge big difference within that space. Saying that science, technology are things that girls can do. And showing role models that are out there, getting guest speakers in who have succeeded and encouraging both the girls and the boys to say, strive to be what you want to be to your best so that everybody then succeeds.
1: Very important points made. And Odooa, I would want to ask, the tech genius, did it really start from when you were a girl? What was the journey like? And what do you think other girls or other parents can learn in raising their girls to be girls in STEM so that they can mature into women in tech and women in STEM?
2: Right, so I studied computer engineering, but I was largely raised in what i describe as one of the most supportive families that like, I've had the opportunity to kind of observe, even as a participant. And I didn't realize that, obviously, until I came out into the world and realized that it's not common that your parents kind of just roll with your like, dreams for yourself. So I grew up in a family, four kids, two parents, both of them were university professors, but they were super unique in the fact that we could literally tell them we wanted to be anything and they'd be supportive, right? So I don't think that my parents were really trying to make me or anybody really into a tech genius. I just think they wanted to have their children, girl or boy, live and kind of express themselves in the best way that they could. I work in tech, my sister works in finance, my brother is a software engineer. My last born, I think is an artist. So there's a lot of diversity there, but there's also a lot of support, which means that for girls, the most important thing is a person that doesn't tell you, you know, you can't do it. What you need to hear is that you absolutely can and that the sky is the limit, right? Because I have this distinct memory of being in SS3 and trying to feel my jam form. I was sat with my dad and another of my schoolmates was sat with her dad and she was trying to feel, I remember a science related course, that would have taken five years to complete. And her dad was like, no, 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 uh, you have to do a four year course because you finish faster and you know you can get married. And then my dad was asking, telling me, oh no, I don't think you should do computer science. It's too simple. You should try engineering. And I ended up doing computer engineering. And after computer engineering, I told my parents I was going to try my hand at running a company. They weren't too pleased, but they didn't say no. And on and on like that, being super supportive, being there, when the going was low and the the journey in tech does get really low, they were there to listen and they're there to celebrate you. And they've been by our side, me and my three other siblings, um, through all of our journeys. And I don't think that there needs to be more that's done from a parental perspective, apart from being incredibly supportive of what your child wants to do. Sometimes it's tech, sometimes it's not. But when it is tech, you do bear responsibility not to discourage them because we need more girls figuring out that they can do it figuring out that they can study engineering when i was studying engineering there was maybe eight women in a class of 100 people and that just isn't okay i mean we did beat the boys and that's kind of symptomatic of what happens when you let girls go ahead and do what they want to do right that graduated top of my engineering class many girls many women who were in the same university in engineering classes graduated top of their class as well we are exceptional when given the chance and the first job of a parental unit is to make sure that they are fighting like hell that you get that chance
1: Hmm. very very important and just so we you know we have like the facts straight. At primary school level also, girls perform, you know, as well or even better than boys globally, you know, according to reports, you know, that have to be maths and science performances. Thank you very much, Odwai, for that one. And Itoro, you are the managing director of Term Academy and, you know, you've impacted over 35,000 people. What was it like getting to this stage where you're a mentor to a lot of persons in STEM and tech and how would you advise parents and people around young girls um, when it comes to them trying to get into STEM at that young age?
0: Okay, thank you very much. So TechQuest, what we aim to do is to build capacity, build and um, talent, um, and develop it, foster it, nurture it from a young age, and just to make people the best of what they can be um, and how they could be innovative. So over the years, we've been able to impact over thirty-seven thousand people, and one of the main things that we've seen is that females have to be encouraged girls um, and even young women they need to be encouraged um, to participate so there is that constant need or there is that deliberate or will I call it intentional way that you have to almost like inspire their confidence self-esteem is very important so that they understand that they can do it and because a lot of females they when they put their minds to doing a lot of things. They they excel in what they do. But if they don't have that self-confidence in participating in it, then they go to other courses. So you see a lot of females in a whole lot of other career pathways that are doing exceptionally well. And um, But once they have that confidence that they're able to do it, then they get on it and they see that they are doing well and they just continue on it. And one of the other things that we've seen is that it, it, it's very important for them to have access to role models and not just role models, role models that they can see themselves as. So, for example, we have this program that we collaborate with Nottingham University in the UK, where we bring STEM role models and STEM role models they can associate with. So almost like people like me. So there's always that, oh, you see a female astronaut, you'll be like, mm, yeah, that's for people in the Western world. It doesn't relate to people that I know. So there's that need to almost like bring it, make it more contextual where they can see, oh, this is an auntie that lives down their street that is doing this. So if they can do it, why can't I do it? So people, they can relate to it. So there's that need for that constant role model that they can identify with. And then the other thing that we've tried to do to ensure to get more female participation is how can we work with that circle of influence? Ore, Karen and Odunayo you had spoken a bit about it. There's the need for getting the family, awareness of the family on why they should support females. Um, because one of the things is the fear of the unknown. Every, every parent wants the best for their child, but if they don't understand why their children should be part of that, then they might unconsciously, because there's that unconscious bias that is always there, and not just for parents, even within the community, the, the unconscious bias of, oh, these are the roles of girls, these are the roles of boys. So that awareness of that unconscious bias, that awareness of how of why it is important for females to participate in STEM and the awareness of how to overcome those unconscious bias. I think there are very, very important things that need to happen with the circle of influence around these young girls and females and even boys, generally, because there are also stereotypes around. For example, when we talk of STEM, a lot of times we focus on the females, but like there's the stereotypes for males also. Like, For example, in Nigeria, male nurses, there's that stereotype around that. So Generally, trying to overcome those different types of biases goes a long way, and one of the major circle of influences for young people are their teachers. So it's very, very important working with the teachers also. One, also for them to understand some of the applications of this STEM so that they can start encouraging the young ones at an early age on why they should participate in it. So we've also done a lot of work with teachers And over the past one year, we've worked with IHS Towers in Nigeria to impact over 5,000 STEM teachers across 10 states in Nigeria. But that is to ensure that it is sustainable the way we work with young people and particularly girls also to encourage them along the STEM pathways.
1: Now, if you're going to speak to the challenges that you faced while you're in this journey what challenges would be your top three you know very important points to note for anyone and which persons which stakeholders would be the most important in achieving this goal of getting you know more females more girls into stem
0: okay so for the challenges i would say one of the biggest challenges is even understanding of the career pathways that are there so one of the things one of the facts is that you can't aspire to what you don't know so if the young girls don't know about these different careers then they can't aspire to it and then also understanding how they can get to it so if they understand how they can get to those careers what kind of subjects they need to go into what kind of subjects then they could go along those paths and this understanding of this career pathways and how they could be supported also aligns with the mechanism with which we want to support them with. So that's also the the teachers also that need to build the capacities of the teachers to encourage them because they work with them the most. I would say that's one of the major threats to ensuring that we bridge this gap. The second one is also women need to understand or girls need to also understand how is it useful to them, you know? So lack of understanding of, oh, there's a lot of times that you, they say, "Oh, mathematics. Well, I'm not so good in math. How is it even useful to me in the future?" You know, so almost that how applicable these courses can be from a young age. So almost like incorporating problem solving from a very young age, and them understanding that there are actually practical applications to learning these things, and they end they they might enjoy doing a lot of problem solving, but they don't understand how it relates to this subject. So bringing that back the four that kind of like helps to also bridge that gap and you've talked about who are the circle of influences who are the main stakeholders that should be worked with we have the families we have the community in general because that peer and even community bias is really huge so and a lot of times it's ignored because we, sometimes we are saying work with the families, but also that wider circle of influence. So the communities, the teachers, the parents, and even the young ones themselves. So because a lot of people can be there encouraging you, but if that self-confidence is not built on with the young people themselves, then at the end of the day, they still end up doing every other thing. that And it might not be because they don't know. the options are not open to them and they don't understand those options, then they might not just take those pathways.
1: Interesting. And Karen, I can see you're nodding. So... When it comes to the school system, right, Uh, because this is where the primary school, secondary school, everything literally happens here. What do you think needs to change in how we teach STEM to girls or how STEM is perceived within the school system, um, especially when they're still in their primary and secondary schools?
4: I think it grows much lower than just STEM. I think we need to teach differently. I think if we are teaching our children the way we were taught, we should stop teaching because the world has changed and we need to be presenting the information to the children in a way, one that will interest them and show relevance. So why are you doing maths? And showing them how the maths actually fits into so many careers and opportunities. Why are we doing coding if that's what they're doing? What is the point? So showing the point of all the things that we are learning, that even language subjects. So across the board, changing the way we teach, I think is really important. And then when we're looking at STEM, that we don't just think of STEM as, oh, we're doing a robotics course, or we're doing a coding course, now we've done STEM. That's just like touching the tip of the iceberg. It's the thinking process. It's how we're getting the children to ask the questions. It's not just following the pattern, it's actually understanding the language and then being able to create my own. So how do we give them the knowledge and build them up so that they actually understand that they can actually be creating this and they don't have to be the ones just doing it. They can be actually making it happen. And so inspiring the children to solve problems that actually impacts their community is one way that can really change the perception of the community and the children's minds. So setting uh, projects and tasks that children do within the school space. So if a school's got a vegetable garden, how are they using their science knowledge and their coding knowledge and their robotics knowledge and putting together kits that will monitor which birds are coming in? Are they using that knowledge to say, so how are those birds actually helping the plants rather than just going and chasing them away? What insects are coming in? And then looking at sustainability and saying, how do we use the science knowledge to actually um, create an environment where we're not using poisons and things, but we're using a sustainable lifestyle to actually help it? So say creating learning that is meaningful, that actually then helps the community from a greater point of view as well, for me becomes really important. And then showing why we need the sciences, why we need the maths, why we should be teaching STEM type projects. So making it relevant and then sparking the interest and saying, hey, look what you've done and look how many people it's helping, is what little children can do. Doesn't You don't have to be waiting for university to be doing this. And that all starts with, how is the teacher framing their class? What's happening in
1: that space? Wow, a lot of thoughts there. Aureolua, just about 3 mm-hmm. to 7% of girls who attend higher education actually study STEM-related courses when they get there. So even those who apply, we still have a lower number, just like Aduanya raised in engineering classes, for example. How do we keep girls in STEM courses or in that STEM career path?
3: All right. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's a very, very important question, because a lot of times I think we're focused on getting girls into STEM and we see oh, once they've actually enrolled for a course at the tertiary level success. But it's not it's not success or it's not yet who as they say, because they still need to go through that university process which is very different from secondary school the way you learn is is different it requires a lot more independence initiative and then for girls who maybe attended all-girls school they are thrown into a different dynamic and even if they attended a mixed sex school it's still a different dynamic because especially in most stem courses i see like especially on the engineering and technology side like odwayo said you know girls are like a drop in the ocean so you could have a class of 100 and just a handful maybe five six seven girls and so there are different dynamics to navigate and so girls also really need to learn how to to do that i think both men and women need to understand how to engage with each other but what you find is that um, a lot of time the young women are dismissed um, people think they're in the wrong department Even the lecturers may not necessarily support them because they're like, why are you here? Why are you not in, I don't know, and marketing or business administration so there is a little bit of hostility or microaggression that is already there what we have found you know speaking to a lot of girls especially our alumni who have moved into university, is that a lot of them feel discouraged they feel very unwelcome they feel that this is not a place for them this is not where they should be and a lot of them want to drop out move to what they perceive to be an easier or friendlier course And that's where the mentorship comes in. That's where the support comes in. Surrounding them with a network of men and women who are working in STEM, are doing so successfully, who can also share with them guidance and tips, not just in terms of thriving academically, but also the social aspect. And we know that the social aspect matters so much. How do you raise your hand in class? How do you answer questions? How do you make your voice heard? How do you counter maybe um, nasty comments, knowing when to ignore, you know, or say something, and all that, I think all that is very, very important to go through the university system successfully. And that's just one step, because once they're out of university, then they're faced with the workplace, and then they're applying for jobs. And then it's a whole set of other challenges, going through the interviews and being asked, why do you want to do this? Um, You're going to get married, you're going to start having children, this job, you know, entails long hours. Are you sure you can do it? Are you sure your husband will let you do it? You know, all those questions which are not relevant in an interview setting. And that can also cause a lot of young women to to, to pause and think, ah, really, is this a space for me? You know, and there are just so many microaggressions that come in once women are in the workplace. So I think that to focus on the solutions, we need to educate both men and women, the young women to understand that succeeding in STEM is not about bronze. It's not about your gender. Anyone can do it if they work hard, if they are committed, if they are are creative. It's all about problem solving. But the men also need to understand that as well. There also needs to be like general education in the workplace as well. And I think maybe like a reframing of what constitutes good team player, a good employee. I think COVID started to help us make the shift because pre-COVID, being in the office for long hours, those were some of the things that counted, they equated working hard. But now we know that you don't need to be in the office, you can work hard. And uh, for a lot of women, especially women who have um, like family responsibilities, you can't always stay in the office till like 10, 11 p.m. I mean, it's not, I mean, number one, from the security angle, it's not you know safe to do so, especially in a lot of metropolitan cities. But at the same time, understanding that you can be working remotely, I can leave the office at 2 if I need to go and do something, but then I can continue working. I think, and then reshaping how we are assessing who is good, it's all about the output, not necessarily about the number of hours or fitting certain stereotypes. So I think, yeah, there needs to be some general reorientation in how we see who is a good team player.
1: Okay, interesting. And Odoanio, what challenges did you face while building your startups and you know things you've been involved in? And how did you surmount this? Because this is, you know, other girls and other younger females learning from you. And then I know that you worked with Eloho to launch Fest Check. Do you think we need to have more female-focused scholarships, mentorships, and training for girls?
2: Right, so I'll answer the second one first. Scholarships, trainings, yes. Mentorship, probably not. I think that women, girls in tech especially are super over-mentored and there is a lot less of the tangibles going around. So less inclined to, you know, throw my hat behind mentorship. Like any mentorship that's not like being accompanied by actual value okay. is really nothing um we don't want to hear you teaching us up skills because somehow the money and scholarships and the advancements seem to make it into men's hands without the requisite mentorship so a little of that extended to women would be nice and so yes if there's more accelerator programs being extended to women they should please have funding attached there isn't a lot of that if there is training programs internships would be nice if there are scholarships those are perfect because there's innate value like actual value tangible value in a scholarship and so that's what Elo and i are doing at first check it's less about trying to teach women to be entrepreneurs and more about putting belief capital into the hands of women who want to be entrepreneurs who want to build because there are many women who want to build um, and then, um, to a lesser extent, I'll talk about the challenges I faced, which is what everyone on this call has already been talking about. There's sexism and there's microaggression. I started in tech in 2013, and at that time, I knew Orielua, and maybe across the entire sector, there was maybe 20 women, and so we're constantly being shut out of the room, constantly being excluded. Things were constantly being said. Meetings are constantly being set at hours that i would say are dangerous for women but somehow with the right support system and what my dad used to call like an internal locus of motivation you kind of move past all of that so if as a woman who wants to work in tech or really any sector this is applicable anywhere you understand why you are there or your purpose is what your talents are what your interests are, and eventually what your vision is, it's super hard for external factors to kind of leave you or throw you off your game. So, that and a solid support system. My first investor is called Wimini and he gave us our first 25K and essentially guided us through the rest of the ecosystem. We need people like that for women who are trying to get into the ecosystem. And in the same vein, women who are currently in tech, current in STEM. Whether you like it or not, whether you chose it or not, you do have a responsibility to make sure that the journey is easier for the women who are coming after us. So for as long as women are receiving less than 1% of venture capital, as long as we are participating in less than 1% of all of the value that's been created in tech, banking, finance, and all of these things, then... It is important that we are holding the door open, that we continue to make the paths look for what we're coming at us.
1: Okay, thank you very much for that. This is like the closing few minutes now of um, this chat. So I would um, want us to maybe react to maybe an idea or something that someone has had said or add to something someone has said and also share an exciting moment because it, it, it looks like it's all been, oh, we, we were going through this. An exciting moment through like in your journey and a moment that made you believe that yes there's hope uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel or do I would start with you
2: I mean yes absolutely there's light at the end of the tunnel Um, I mentioned that in 2013 there was maybe 20 women today there's far 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 more than that vastly more women than there were 10 years ago So, progress has been made, right? Representation is improving. It's not improving at the pace we want, and we're certainly not where we want to be, honestly. I'd like to stop talking about women receiving 1%, 5% single-digit funding as part of the entire venture capital landscape. I would like for panels to stop having the token woman, you know? All of those things, they still exist in 2023, which is kind of weird but say that when you do call it out there's several women who can step up to their spot right we're having lists now that in ap just have more balance in them. you could fill a panel or put several women in tech and then still be more waiting and so that's usually a good thing because that means that women are realizing that we can be more we don't have to program, we can be CEOs, we can be COOs, we can work in product management. There is increasing representation and that's always a good thing. But in the back office, at the back end of things, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still like the patriarchal leanings of the family unit being the first influence of the child. There is teaching the actual teachers in primary and secondary school to move away from the outdated systems that reinforce women being the weaker gender. There is all of those things that we need to be done. Sexism and the digital and gender like equality gap is an innately systemic problem. So it goes beyond just the thing that the things that we see on the surface. There's a lot more work that we continue to need to do at the grassroots level.
1: Very interesting. And Itoro, how would you respond to that?
0: Yes. Yeah, so following up on what Odunayo said, um, yes, the gap is gradually decreasing but not at the pace that we want it to but again there is the awareness of that need to bridge that gap and then there are also opportunities and and i think it's just how can we plug into the different ways and the different pathways that we could use to support all the different circles of influence the young ladies the female entrepreneurs and just pushing it out there and trying to encourage them to get on board I would like to mention some of the opportunities that I know are available and for like the teachers, we have the STEM person of the week resources where they could also, where they could use to build attributes for problem solving and people that have been in STEM and they could use it to teach their students. It's available freely online um, and I could share that later. We have the, um, with Afri Labs, they've just launched, recently launched the uh, EREVO program for women where they're planning to support over 500 women across Africa to build their capacities and also provide funding for some of them because that's one of the biggest areas for female entrepreneurs now for digital africa we have a couple of programs talent for startups so also building that capacity for the startups and even the people that want to go into the workforce so building those skills for them also so those are also available and for tech West, we have a vmware partnership where we're also offering opportunities for young ladies to build their skills and capabilities where they are able to at the end of the program get the skills needed in the workplace and also get internship opportunities also so these opportunities are out there and i think is how can we make sure that more females plug into them from the young age up until their intended career pathways.
1: okay any personal exciting moments that you know gives you hope helps you
0: yes so the personal exciting moment for me is the the skills and capabilities and even the confidence of females now in the stem and innovation workspace we're having a lot of wonderful women doing great things in the spaces and i think like for, for example like today's international day for women And I just sat down and I was thinking of all the wonderful women that I'm seeing that are doing great things, even in this room. So it's one of the very exciting things for me to see more women in this space and doing great things and being great role models that people within our individual communities can associate
3: with.
1: Okay. All right.
3: All right. I think there's definitely a lot that is happening we just hope that all that will lead to that critical mass of impacts that we need. At WTECH we have our She Creates Camp which is like the first point of entry where girls come in and honestly at the end of the two weeks I mean we're hearing the stories of how the girls was going to tech and STEM and I think that's very encouraging we have the Tech Academy which is after school clubs that we run across some selected states in Nigeria and so that's helping the girls to engage with tech on a deeper level all through the year, because tech is not something that, you know, you go to a program for like two days or two weeks and you know it, you have to keep learning. And that's a lesson even for when you're older, you're working, you just have to keep on learning, learning the next thing. That's very, very really important. And that's something that I tell our alumni. We have a maker spaces for communities that don't have access to electricity and essentially maker spaces are places where you can build you can create using whatever material is there and so the young women are learning to be creative, they're learning to be resourceful, and they're also building as well. They're seeing how what they create can actually help to solve problems in their communities. So, and that's very exciting because they see that, their parents, their families also see that, my daughter, my sister is building something that is useful for us. And then we have our mentor, her for um, young women who are in university and polytechnic, and they get a real life sense of, maybe what they're studying is like in the workplace and also how to navigate university successfully in terms of things which are exciting or something very exciting um, i'll say like last week i was uh, scrolling through one of our alumni whatsapp groups and we got like a bunch of new members so some of our wtech alumni have joined or had been added to the whatsapp group and everyone was introducing themselves and somebody said oh i'm a cybersecurity analyst Someone else said, oh, I'm a computer engineer. Somebody else said, I'm a vlogger. Somebody else said, I'm an IP lawyer. And it was just the range of what is possible. And these were girls who attended our camp like years ago and they're now out in the workplace. And they were inspiring the younger girls, the ones who are still in secondary school. They were like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, wow, that's amazing. There was another girl who said, I'm getting so discouraged with this tech. All the guys I know are always making fun of me and asking me why I want to do tech. But now I can see you. I need to come and meet you and, you know, let's connect. And so I I felt so, I felt proud. I felt so happy. Like, wow, this is changing things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an exciting moment for me.
1: (laughs) Okay. And Karen, to you, exciting moment, personal one
4: so i think if i just look at change i think change is happening and i want to agree with all three ladies that the change is not happening quick enough but if we don't step up and carry on doing the things that you've been doing we find that the change is not going to be happening as quickly as we want it to so empowering every single young lady who is taking this path and saying hey it's your responsibility to actually go out and speak Uh, to others about it and just show them because in doing so you're also building them up and saying to them it's okay with what you're doing and the challenges you're facing have been faced by other people so encouraging them to speak to other people is important the inspiring thing for me is listening to the stories of people who have succeeded and who are saying we studied this and we didn't think we could do it and the workplace is difficult but we're getting there we're coping with the space where perhaps men, first of all, thought that we shouldn't be in this engineering space, but now they're actually turning to us for advice and seeing us as part of the team. And so for me, those are the kinds of stories that are really exciting to hear. How it's not just seen then as a men or a woman thing, but that you become part of a team solving problems that can affect communities and countries and the world.
1: Okay, so finally now, everyone i would want everyone on the call to speak to one girl out there however you want to do it but as we celebrate the international women's day 2023 please let's all speak to one girl let's think about it and speak to one girl karen i'll start with karen and then i'll go around or uh, itoro and then doing yes karen you have to start
4: <laughs> so look at yourself where you're at think about what you want to do and why and go ahead and do it you have the opportunity if you don't have the support at home, find somebody you trust that you want to speak to about who will come with you to have that discussion. But go and find out about what you want to do and take it just because you can. You don't have to be knocked down. You can actually succeed.
1: Thank you very much, Karen. All right.
4: The internet is where it is. We're able
3: to live in one country, work in another country. So what that means is that there's so many more opportunities available to us than previous generations. And please take advantage of it. There's a lot that you can learn online. So even if within your own circle, your own family, your own community, you personally don't know anyone in tech, but if you're able to get online, You can meet so many people, you can read about so many people, and also you can learn different things. Do you want to learn about how to make a film? Do you want to learn about how to program? Do you want to learn about cybersecurity? There's a lot that you can learn. At least you can start the process and then you can connect with communities online who can support you. So please take advantage of the tools that are out there because this is such an exciting time
1: truly an exciting time. Itoro.
3: Yes, I'll say to
0: every young girl there that believe in yourself, know what you want to do. um, Or even if you are not sure things that you like to do, don't be discouraged. Don't let people tell you, you can't do it. If you can think it, you can achieve it. People have done it. You can do it. So it's just looking for the right role models and just thinking about how can you learn? Always think about there's something new to learn every day. And with technology, It keeps changing. So you just be open to learning in everything you want to do. And the more you do it, the more you become an expert in it and the
2: better you will be at what you do.
1: So looking forward to all excellence. Thank you very much Itoro. And finally, Oduayo.
2: In addition to what everyone has just said, I just want to say for women out there, for girls out there, I think just start.
1: In tech, usually the
2: destination is, is the journey itself. And so for most people, we think that we are heading somewhere. And we're so laser focused on going to that place and, you know, outlining the steps and the barriers that we forget that we need to just keep it moving, right? Don't stop. That's literally all that takes, right? And so just start, just keep moving and please have fun with it. I've worked in tech for 10 years and I've had the most fantastic time. And I think that there's so much space to just be, be yourself, express yourself, build what you have in your mind however wild you think it is there is people who are doing that and more and you can do it
1: too beautiful thank you very much for this very insightful and interesting discussion i've been speaking to the managing director of tech quest stem academy itoro emembolu the co-founder of piggy vest Odwanyo eweni the founder, Women's Technology Empowerment Center, Orolu Alessi, and an independent educational consultant, Karen Wallstra. They've shared their thoughts. Thank you very, very much to Itoro Emembolu. Thank you very much for joining this discussion. Thank you. And to Karen Wallstra, thank you very much for joining.
4: Thank you very much. Bye-bye, everyone.
1: Thank you, Oduayo Iweni, for joining in. Thank you.
4: Bye.
1: And thank you, Orolu Alessi.